and welcome to Alcoholics Live. I am your host, Terrain Myers, joined by my co-host, Katrina Myers. Katrina, how are you? That's a complicated question, Terrain. Yes, that is a complicated, complicated question. I was hoping you would just do the the opening banter for me, and then and then we would banter. <laughs> um. Well, okay. Let's not let's not waste time. Uh, the I, I mean, we didn't say what we were going to banter about. I wasn't ready to banter. I, I we never say what we're going to banter about. We just do it. That's what banter is. <laughs> That's is not a, true. We just we this, this we definitely pre-discuss our banter I at least fifty percent of the that's, time. Oh, that's so fucking false. Yeah. That's so false. No, that's not even so. true. That's not true. And uh, I'm just I'm just disappointed that you would lie like that live in front of everybody (laughs) so so that's pretty that's pretty messed up of you but we're gonna have to press on um do you want let's just start with um uh there was a there was a leak of this of a supreme court draft opinion um that overturns roe v wade Mm -hmm. um so i'm just gonna let you take the time to chit chat about this thanks i appreciate that Mm -hmm. uh yeah we all knew this was coming but at I think I was still surprised by how um, how much the actual news affected me. I was, I, I honestly cannot tell you the last time I was so angry. I was so angry. I was, I had to leave work early because I was so angry. Mm-hmm. I couldn't function. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. So, so that's what I was dealing with. Um, and I, I deleted Twitter uh, because I just. You know, not only the news itself makes me angry, but everyone's take also makes me angry. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I kind of wanted to just, you know, address some takes I've seen that really frustrate me. Um, because we all know why this is awful and all the horrible, you know, like, I don't, I don't need to talk about how Republicans are horrible or how this has been in the works for 50 years or... Mm-hmm. You know, they, we know that and it's talking to a wall. You know, we're not going to convince them of anything. But the people who are on the left, you are the ones who are pissing me off, <laughs> like, so much. <laughs> Seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the message that voting is pointless because you told, you told us to vote for Biden and this still happened. Mm-hmm. Or we had Democratic administrations in the past and it didn't get codified. Mm-hmm. So voting is pointless. What's your fucking plan? Mm-hmm. What's your fucking plan? <laughs> See, mm-hmm. I, we were saying in 2016 that, you know, the Supreme Court was incredibly important uh, and that was laughed off. So... What's your fucking plan if voting is pointless or don't tell me to vote blue no matter who if this is what happens? Mm-hmm. Like, I, mm. <laughs> it honestly infuriated me so much. Mm-hmm. I completely agree that we need to vote in more progressives. Yeah. I 100% agree that we need more progressive people in office. And if we had more progressive people in office, we would have codified this. Mm-hmm. But we still need to vote for that to happen. Yeah. And we need to get people to vote in the primaries for that to be an option. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that I think that you're right. Firstly, I, I think that you're right and justifiably furious about this entire uh, nonsense. Um, I also think that it's 
Uh, <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, well, are you are they stupid or was this willful ignorance, which we know it was willful ignorance of like the mm-hmm. senators, the the uh, moderate Democratic, uh, sorry, the moderate Republican senators who were like, I'm going to vote for this person because they said that they're not going to overturn Roe. And then like four of them are like, yeah, we're going to fucking do it. We lied. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's it's just kind of really awful. And um, I don't think this is a uh, a. I don't think this is something that should make us go, let's not vote <laughs> yeah. because it didn't work. What I kind of it, fucking <laughs> messaging is that? Yeah. I, I, th- I, I just. <laughs> I think I, that this should really ooh. should be like a, I think this should be 100% like a, okay, um, we need to make sure we uh, show out in every election. Yes. Especially in primary elections. Yes. Because truly, I agree with the problem that we have moderate senators that are afraid to touch this issue. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that that's, fa- I think like not fair. Like, I think that that's a fair criticism, right? I think that's a fair criticism of the democratic party. We should be, you know, fighting for this. And there are some moderates who are afraid to, but if we don't vote them out yeah. <laughs> and vote in more progressive people, nothing happens. Yeah. So I um, mean, what's like overthrow the government is a really fun phrase. But what's your fucking plan? <laughs> Reform, reforming the whole system mm-hmm. is like really cool. It's really great to say. Um, well, no, but, but what's your plan? But here's to the, do that. I would say here's the thing, and then after this, we're gonna let our guest in. I think. Yeah. They yeah, they have been good. patient enough. <laughs> but I will say one of the things, like if we're talking about, like you know, you're right. Like overthrowing the government sounds like a, a, a lofty ideal, or um, you know, big fundamental change is a lofty ideal. Vote in candidates who are gonna do that. Exactly. If we're talking, you about have the- to vote them in. <laughs> You can't also go storm the Capitol and overthrow the government. Well, now hang on. That's not going to work. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. No. Um, we're going uh, to let our, uh, our guest in. Uh, we are joined this week. Um, he is one of the co-hosts of Barnstorming PA. Um, he's been on multiple episodes of Alcoholics. I believe multiple. At least two. And he's always a joy to have Taylor Lightman. Taylor, welcome to the show. So good to be here. How, Thanks for having me on. Of course. How how have you been? I've been pretty good. I'm mostly chilling out today. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, um, the news is uh, dreadful as ever. And um, mm-hmm. we go on. And today I saw, I went into a josh shapiro austin davis rally so that was kind of like a little bit oh okay of like an uplifting thing to see actually such strong candidates um so and yeah i don't know truly incredibly important that uh you know josh shapiro is the only democrat running for governor and he is the only he will literally be the only thing stopping um the state of pennsylvania from enacting some of the most ridiculous um anti-choice laws that we've seen throughout the country this is something that the republican legislature will do and if josh shapiro is not the governor and it's someone like doug mastriano we're fucked Mm -hmm. yeah and he said that today um and um you know i've been thinking a lot about like what what do i need to do you know um Mm -hmm. and i think like supporting like on the ground grassroots efforts um is 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 one thing but also just like something that as Pennsylvanians, we can all do is make sure that we keep this governor's seat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I think that's that's probably the most impactful thing we can do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, at this moment, that and, you know, donate to your local abortion fund. Um, Taylor, really quickly, before we get into uh, talking about your podcast, what do you think about us potentially storming the Capitol? Do you think that's a good idea? Do you think we, <laughs> do you think we should try that? Because I, the other I side tried that and they're about to win the midterm. So do you think it's possible that storming the Capitol is good politics? <laughs> Um, you know, I, I don't think that's, wow. Uh, Coward. That's Coward. Taylor Not, a Not a good idea. <laughs> All right. I mean, even if we don't, they're going to say we did because we <laughs> showed up to protest at the Supreme Court, well, which is yeah. apparently the same. Oh, that's, that's intimidation. <laughs> they said that immediately after they did it. They said it was Antifa. <laughs> it was Antifa. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well just do it, honestly. Yeah, yes. We're going to be blamed for doing it anyway. <laughs> the The official position of this podcast is we should storm the Capitol. <laughs> uh, now, what happens when we get there? I don't know. <laughs> but the official position of this podcast, and you can you can quote me on this. You can quote me. We want to storm the Capitol. <laughs> Taylor, on that note... Um, let me give you like five seconds. In five between. seconds. I'm going to give you five no seconds. No more. No, 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 no. I'm just getting five seconds in between so he doesn't have to do his, uh, does do a promo for his uh, podcast on the back of that. Um, <laughs> Taylor. Yeah, no, t- I mean, for the record at Barnstorming, we, we don't support, uh, we don't no. support storming the Capitol. You heard it here oh, first, so barnstorming I, or cap, uh, or cowards. No. What? I said you heard it here first. Barnstorming are cowards. They're just not. They don't know what it takes. We're not. We're not far left enough. You got it. You got it. Um, I'm far left. I'm so far left. I I rebounded right to storm the cabin. Uh, tell did us you about. Ever see that movie, The Life of Brian? No. Monty Python. No. No. It's it's really fun. It's a really funny. movie. I literally just watched it. Um, and with my mom, Mother's Day tomorrow. Oh. Listening. Uh, listening at home. Um, I know my mom's not listening. And uh, <laughs> and uh, one of the f- most hilarious parts is that there's all of these like um, activist groups that are trying to overthrow the Romans, mm-hmm. and they all hate each other and are constantly feuding. And one is like the People's Front of of Judea, another was the Judean People's Front, and another <laughs> is the Popular Front of Judea, and they all hate each other. And they're all, you know, who are the real enemies? You know. The popular front of Judea, and they just can't get it together. <laughs> and I, I thought it was the most satirical thing I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. Sounds yeah. like this so, country in a lot of ways. Similar. Yeah, it sounds like all leftist organizations. <laughs> <laughs> all of us. All of us. I can't get it together. <laughs> uh, Taylor, uh, tell us about barnstorming. I know you had a pretty big episode come out. For, uh, yeah, recently. absolutely. So Barnstorming PA, um, Jordi Comas, my co-host, and I have been doing it for a couple of years now. And um, we like to say that we're um, artisanal conversations. Um, and that can be, um, you know, in sort of a roundtable um, with lovely folks like Terrain, Jess Britton, um, Dwayne Heisler, other other great people have been on. Um, and it can also be candidate interviews. And we like to have um, candidate interviews, especially... Um, especially in the primary so the Democrats and can make a good choice uh, as to who should represent us in the general. So we recently had um, Connor Lamb on um, for, for an episode, an interview, a, you know, two, two, two on one interview uh, with me and Jordy and Connor Lamb. He did it from the car. It was pretty cool. 
Um, so you should go check out that. We also, we also interviewed Malcolm Kenyatta um, a, a little bit earlier into the cycle. Um, and the, um, so you'll have to dig a little bit to find that. It's maybe four or five episodes ago, but you can also check check him out. Yeah, and and well, well, a while ago you interviewed John Petterman, right? Not during this race specifically, but I believe you guys talked to him as well. Is that not right? We did talk with John Fetterman. It's it's one of our most popular episodes when he was running uh, in 2018. Um, for those that know what Knobel's Grove is, um, we we uh, we interviewed him there actually. Okay, so I yeah, mean, so- he they've got their finger on the pulse of. Democratic politics. Uh, you should check this. Where where can people find the podcast? Um, you can find it anywhere where you listen to podcasts. Uh, Barnstorming PA uh, is is our name, or barnstormingpa.org uh, is is the website. Um, and uh, we also have a new shop uh, with some good, cool gear. We have some. Are you guys familiar with those like Amish hexes or PA Dutch hexes? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have some cool hexes hex signs that are like. One has a marijuana leaf on it, and another one just says elect Democrats. And uh, yeah, they're pretty cool. And uh, the marijuana ones especially are selling like hotcakes. <laughs> so check it out. Yeah, we'll check that out. Thank you for joining us. And we're going to get into what our show is today. So we decided, um, we know if you watch Jeopardy, you've seen numerous political ads <laughs> Uh, some calling uh, Dr. Oz a rhino or saying David McCormick isn't conservative enough. Uh, or maybe if you're if you're lucky, someone will mention Jeff Bardos. Maybe. Probably not. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no. No, we don't. Are we supposed to say what we're drinking? Oh, my goodness. We can. We can. What are you drinking? I'm drinking uh, Aperol with Sprite. Now, I don't know what that is so could you tell what is it after all it's like bitters but it's really sweet and it yeah it's nice i am having i have run out of um sprite and uh like berry soda at my home it's a hard time for me (laughs) so i'm having a uh good old-fashioned uh rum and coke um now i using kraken or no captain i'm using a hundred proof captain um so <laughs> i'm gonna, gonna get to, silly you mean to get to business tonight i'm <laughs> one billion percent going to be taking it easy because if i don't <laughs> the podcast will go off the rails entirely uh katrina what are you drinking the claw Claws the, claw. the law. The claws the law. The, <laughs> the only law is the claw. What what flavor claw? Uh, I just cracked open a mango. I've already had a pineapple and a strawberry. I like to mix it up, you know? Mix it up. Um, yeah. I um wholeheartedly forgot about the portion of hey, let's talk about what we're drinking. Cause I Yeah, because we usually just drink the same thing night after night. So, so I think just, we, yeah. we stopped mentioning Truly, it. if I if we want this <laughs> We're so pod- predictable. If we want this podcast to get better, we need to start drinking different things. Yeah. We should buy like, like an alcohol we've never had before and just and try drink it that through the podcast. On the podcast, <laughs> try it and be like, this is what it tastes like. I think that's a fabulous idea. Yeah, and it'll be a lot of tears. I'm not. I I literally can barely handle anything besides seltzer, so it will go really poorly for me. But you know, 
for the content, I guess. Yeah. Look. Yeah, it's all it, about content. You got to do it for the content. You got to do it for the content. Mm-hmm. And um yeah. So, speaking of content, um <laughs> ads. <laughs> <laughs> um so we we grabbed like somewhere around 10, probably 9 ads um to watch and react to now some of them are um i'd say good (laughs) and some of them are absolutely ridiculous all of the ones i picked are ridiculous ridiculous i don't think so actually okay i think there are some that you picked that are like uh, good in a in a different way (laughs) yes good we'll find out (laughs) we'll find out but good in a good in a different way so um i'd like to start um with uh, John Fetterman's announcement ad for oh. his run for Senate. Okay. Um, and oh goodness gracious, yeah. Um, so I, I think I picked for the for the ads. Uh, sorry, the top three ads that I picked were um, you know, ads for uh, candidates who are um, running for uh, Senate. Their announcement ads. I wanted to see what we kind of thought about them. So. Um, without further ado. There's a lot of great towns in Pennsylvania that people living there feel like their best days were a generation ago or more. No one deserves to be abandoned. These communities deserve to to be held. You are the mayor of Braddock, Pennsylvania, that's, correct? That's correct. Okay. Real estate prices have dropped 50%. Correct. The population has fallen from 20,000 to 3,000. You're encouraging people to move there, okay? All right, so I'm sold. But for people, people who don't get it, sell us on Braddock. I, I came to Braddock, you know, 20 years ago because I wanted to work and fight against the inequality that I saw raging in this country. Braddock was a marginalized, wholly abandoned community. But that's exactly where I wanted to, to spend my career. Fetterman wears Braddock on his sleeves, the zip code tattooed on one arm, the dates of murders on the other. The things that I learned, you know, in Braddock is that every place matters. No place deserves to be written off. These places across Pennsylvania feel left behind. They don't feel part of the conversation. That's why Donald Trump went to these small counties and held these big rallies. We cannot afford to take any vote for granted. We cannot afford to take any place for granted whether we're in a place like Braddock or a place like Emporium in Cameron County, the smallest county in Pennsylvania. Talk is cheap, but for the last 20 years, I've been working to represent, rebuild, and to advance in these places. As the community marks an important five-year milestone, people are really starting to have hope. Tomorrow will represent the the fifth anniversary without a, a homicide in town. U.S. Steel plans to invest $1 billion in its Mon Valley Works and make them the most environmentally friendly in America. History was made in the Democratic primary for lieutenant governor. John Fetterman won the five-way race among Democrats. He's a different kind of character, I'll tell you. Yeah, one of that Western Pennsylvania registered Democrat, but voted for Trump. Fetterman can get a lot of those votes. We don't have to agree on everything. But I will always tell you what I believe is the truth. I'm going to fight not for one part of Pennsylvania, not for one party of Pennsylvania, but for one Pennsylvania. Just the way I did as mayor, just the way I'm doing as lieutenant governor, and just the way I would as your next U.S. senator.
Okay, what do we think? Uh, Braddock, the movie coming to a theater <laughs> near you. Uh, Taylor, I'll start with you. What did you think of the ad? I mean, so my opinion of, about this ad has not really changed that much in the last, I don't know, year and a half. <laughs> How long has he been running? <laughs> it's been mm -hmm. so long. It sounds like he's trying to run for mayor of Gotham City. You know? <laughs> okay. Just, or it looks that way, at least. You know, it's just, it's just very dark and kind of, so, like, not inspiring and, like, really drab. Hmm. I don't know. Katrina, I, I like, oh, sorry, just to say nothing about the substance of what he's saying, but, yeah. like, image-wise, which, you know, it's a podcast, but image-wise, it's just, it's just like a very dark ad that's, mm -hmm. like, not extremely exciting or inspiring visually. I think that's fair. It is, but it also, like, looked familiar to me. Like, it looked like a lot of the areas around where we grew up, mm -hmm. um, which do look... <laughs> dark and drab and run down and everything else so i i i think that it it was targeted to people who live in places like that i think his whole campaign is trying to reach those people so i i, I don't know i kind of i kind of thought it was a good ad and i kind of wondered why i hadn't seen that ad before on tv or anything like you that. you can't see that ad on tv it's, it's two, two and, and a half, half minutes, minutes yeah. long yeah. you cannot see that ad on that TV. makes sense that's a that's a see, Full commercial break. <laughs> I think that it's it's similar to the one that they do play on TV. You know, it's got mm -hmm. a, a similar focus, but at the same time, it's not the ads. The thirty second ad version of that one, mm -hmm. I don't. I didn't like nearly as much as I liked that one. Yeah, I think that I think that this ad. So so, firstly, it truly does play like the trailer of a movie, and like yeah, it's very like. As I as I watch it, like I I get where high we're, production quality. I get what we're hearing the like running for mayor of Gotham. Like I hear that, I get it. I, I do think that personally, I think, and I think it was the music that did it for me. That I think that it does like it does speak to uh, people who live in areas that they feel like they're left behind. I I I don't. Uh, now this is something that, like I I I I often talk about like how we kind of neglect. Uh, you know, uh, Democratic Party voters um, as a whole, like the base, we kind of neglect them in, a, in an effort to try to win over people who we've shown no sign of winning over. However, I do think that like that's what this that's what this ad was kind of trying to portray. Like like you know, I'm not just looking out for um, the base of the party. I'm looking out for you too. And I think that like if he's trying to win over you know people who may not like Democrats but like you know like you like support unions or like, you know, support labor rights, but like hate everything else that this is, he, he's like, I'm, I'm your guy. I can be your guy. Um, so I, I do, I do, uh, I, I'm, I'm iffy on this ad where I think, I think there are some things that are done really well. And then I do think that there are some things where it's just like this ad's dark and dreary and looks like it's in the DC cinematic universe. <laughs> and yeah. we all know that those films don't do well, except for, they're bright ones like Shazam or Wonder Woman. <laughs> the ones that are like that are like poppy and bright and don't look like they've been filmed inside of the sewer. Yeah. I will say something that's interesting here in this ad that like it seems like the case he's making is like I can win over these voters that we've lost and like um each vote every vote matters and mm -hmm. I'm gonna go and get the vote no matter like 
if it's from you know wherever to wherever mm -hmm. you know um all over the state of Pennsylvania it seems like he's really shifted messages in the campaign because yeah. now he's mostly talking about how progressive he is mm -hmm. I mean isn't that right yeah and, and that's I, it's just that's interesting what's... that he's seeded that ground which yeah. is, seems like a mistake it, it's hard when like <laughs> It's hard when you running to try to win those people means saying incredibly unpopular opinions in democratic circles, right? Like for you can't go out in in like a, as a democratic uh, candidate and say like some of the things that um, you know moderate Republicans or like independents who lean Republican like. You can't do that, especially when we're getting down to the stretch and you're already coming under fire for numerous, uh, numerous things going on in your past and, um, you know, personal life. Like you, you can't like, it's, it's difficult. For, I would think it would be difficult for him to pivot to like those, unless he, unless he stayed on a specific, like, like labor issue, like, like labor campaign, which I think yeah. a lot of people well, he didn't say any issues in there. No, that was in a completely issueless ad. It was an introductory I think all of, ad. All of the ads I've seen from him are pretty issue issueless. I like, think I don't think they really. I will say for the for the for the three ads I picked for each of the Senate candidates, they were like their launch ad. Their their um their introductory ad. So they're not necessarily going to have a whole lot of policy in it. It's more so like, hey, this is me. This is my bio. Like, I, I think I I will say that's that's what I did for that. Just to just to give Fetterman some cover, which I don't normally do. <laughs> um, just I, I did pick one that was sort of devoid of um, policy because it was his bio ad. And, and to, to also defend him, even though I don't want to um, <laughs> in, in like the debates, that I've watched with him in like the interviews I've seen with him, he always makes a point to talk about that. He goes to every County that he's talking mm -hmm. to people in Cameron County or whatever random County he chooses to address at that time. He usually picks so, Cameron. Yeah. So, so he does, he does still say that though. I do agree. It's not like the policies are particularly for those people, but I, I think that's probably a good thing, you know, that he's not necessarily, trying to policy to them but still like addressing that he mm -hmm. is still talking to them even though he is trying to be more progressive and say that he's a more progressive candidate mm -hmm. so let's move to the next ad um that we have chosen here this is connor lamb's announcement um of running for uh u.s senate um, and don't take the fact that I'm talking so slowly as me <laughs> trying to pull it. Oh, it's here. All right, everyone ready? <laughs> I'm Connor Lamb. I talk with Pennsylvanians every day who've come to believe that our democracy is in crisis. And they're right. The other side denies reality and worships Trump. They're making it harder to vote and lying about our elections. Well, I swore an oath to protect the Constitution as a Marine, as a prosecutor, and as a member of Congress, and I will keep that oath. So later today, I'm announcing my candidacy for the U.S. Senate. I believe this is the most important Senate seat in the country. We have to build on our majority and tell the truth about what's really going on in people's lives. We need to raise pay for working people, protect your retirement, and make sure you have health care when you need it. All of these issues are on the line next year, and our opponents will lie about them just like they lie about elections. Donald Trump knows how important Pennsylvania is. He's come here to campaign against me three elections in a row. And each time, with your help, 
we've won. These are serious times, and we won't win this race on Twitter. We'll win it going town by town, talking to people, and listening. That starts today. We plan to visit a dozen counties in the next week alone. I hope you'll follow along at connorlamb.com. Our democracy was born in Pennsylvania, and I'm running because I believe Pennsylvania can save it. I mean, am I electing Jed Bartlett, Bartlett to the presidency? What is this? So let's talk about that ad. That music was so West Wing reminiscent for me. <laughs> I could not stop just picturing Toby Ziegler in my head. Um, what? I'll start with Katrina. What did you think? Of, of course, I started with you while you took a drink. What do you think about the ad? Hmm. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I didn't think too much about it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um. He he addressed three key points. You know, he's uh, retirement, raising wages. I think healthcare, mm-hmm. um, which is good to, you know. Good to call out to people that those are real world issues and those are issues that don't just matter to Democrats. Um, Spent a lot of time talking about Trump, which I don't like uh, in a primary ad about, you know, you. (laughs) Uh, But I mean, but when he I mean, (laughs) what what riles up Democrats more than Donald Trump? (laughs) Yeah. And I also think, you know, mentioning the fact that, like, you know, I ran and Trump tried to beat me three times and he couldn't. Like, whether or not we agree with the premise of it, Mm -hmm. it's a good line and it could make people like, you know, one of the things that people one of the reasons one of the main reasons that a lot of people voted for Joe Biden was we need to beat Trump. Like, that was just true. It's harder to do that when Trump's not running for anything right now. I mean, he is, but he's technically not. Um, so I guess I, I get where you're going with that. I, I just, but like, truly, I, <laughs> that, uh, by the way, Drew is exactly right. Putting the <laughs> the orchestra soundtrack, that is absolutely, I mean, it was so reminiscent of the West Wing. I just, I, I honestly was just like, oh, okay, Aaron Sorkin wrote this. Um, I uh, Taylor, what did you think of the, um, what did you think of the ad? I mean, I thought it was very Connor Lamb, you know, um, you know, he's kind of like a left wing Boy Scout, you know, center left Boy Scout, you know, um, and that had like that kind of vibes and like, you know, um, very like Mr. Smith goes to Washington style, yeah. like, and they lied, you know, and I, I like, I like, I kind of like that, you know, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I thought it was very Connor Lamb and I, I didn't actually remember the issues that he talked about, but I did like that he said you know, called out just kind of the the BS about them lying about a whole bunch of shit and mm-hmm. the mistruths and yeah, I don't know. I, I thought I, it was overall. I think it, I think it was very Connor Lamb because Connor Lamb was the only Probably. person to appear in the ad. Yeah, um, and I do think that that's something that is like sort of difficult where um, you like. It was probably one twentieth the cost of John Fetterman's ad. Oh, absolutely! Mm-hmm. Well, John Fetterman got like Pixar, not Pixar, like like Searchlight Studios to uh, <laughs> to film to do like an intense film uh, of of Brad. Like, I do think that it probably was a lot cheaper, but it also like really, I mean, he really kind of centered himself as the campaign where I do where uh, centered himself. Uh, in the in the ad where I do think one of the, some of the some of the most effective ads center the people and um 
you know, I, 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 I think overall as an announcement ad, it's a very good bio ad. It's like, hey, what's up? I'm a Marine. I uh, want you to have health care. I don't want to get into specifics about that right now because he won't like what I say. But I want you to have health care. I think um, the other side lies about the election. And I beat. I won in a district where Trump sh where Trump did well and campaigned against me. So I have the ability to win. I think if you if yeah. those if that's the parameter that he was like trying to get to, he absolutely nailed that. I mean, if if I were his campaign manager or his digital ad person, I think I would have done about the same thing because mm -hmm. by and large people don't know who he is in the state. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know. Like it's good to it's good to get some airtime for him. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's also short, so they could literally just play that. Yeah. Bunch. Yeah. It's not, yeah. What is it, 30 seconds long or something? It was a minute was and a 27. Minute and oh, it was a minute and a half? Okay. Yeah. So you probably can't get it, like, on TV, but it's easier to cut that to, like, a to like a 30 spot um, yeah. th than it is to cut that, like, that feature film trailer we watched. <laughs> oh, and, and by, if, if, if you were his digital person you mean like his brother isn't he the one that runs all of his like online I, accounts and we stuff don't like know this i we don't know we I don't just, we don't know enough to throw this out there in the world uh, we don't i just see it all like all over the very few people who follow the alcoholics page and tweet it's like they hate Connor Lamb's brother. And like, <laughs> it's like I don't even know who his brother uh, is. I wish I could remember. His name starts with a C, I think. Um, Connor. No. <laughs> right. they, you let's, know I could be messing that up. Let's move to the next ad. <laughs> we don't need to talk about Connor Lamb's brother on the podcast. <laughs> oh my goodness. Let's move to the next ad. About Madison Cawthorn's cousin. Let's let's actually <laughs> let's just we're we're gonna take a real quick break in the ads section. To talk about what's going on with Madison Cawthorn, <laughs> this man is getting absolutely. He <laughs> he started like. I don't know if I actually want to talk about this. <laughs> I just want to say a real quick thing. He had said like when it when when some of the stories first came out, like first started coming out, he's like, "This is a left wing attempt to blah 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 blah." And it's just like, nah, fam. This is yeah, not dude, the left. Totally, it's the, totally your own party. Your party <laughs> hates you, dog. They hate you. And they hate you, like, enough to publish yeah. a video of you, like, doing some weird humping stuff with your cousin. Like, you want to know why this definitely wasn't Democrats? <laughs> It's vicious. It's vicious. <laughs> it's it's so vicious dark <laughs> and it's so dark and dirty. And like the Democrats are like, no, we watched the West Wing last week. So we know we have to rise above. And it's like, nah, this side, yeah. this side watches Veep. And it's like, this is real. <laughs> and this is how we handle it. They watch Veep? Yeah. Veep is vicious. <laughs> Veep is vicious. It stars Julia Louis-Dreyfus as the vice president who truly feels and has no actual policy positions and does what uh, is politically expedient. That describes the Republican Party so well. <laughs> um, okay, let's get to the next ad. The next ad is uh, Malcolm Kenyatta's uh, uh, announcement ad um, for his Senate campaign. Remember, all while we're doing this, um, there is a... Democratic primary in 10 days. 10 uh, days? 10 days. Mm -hmm. May 17th. May that 17th. really came up quick. May 17th. It's voting time. So get ready to vote and get ready to watch this ad. 
shit. The government hasn't worked for working families like mine. I know what it's like to see an eviction notice, to work a minimum wage job. My first one was at the age of 12 working to support my family. My dad was a social worker. My mom was a home health care aide. No matter how hard they worked, they struggled to make ends meet for me and my siblings. And unfortunately, my story isn't that unique. It's familiar to Pennsylvanians all across the Commonwealth. Working families from Philly to Erie, from Scranton to Johnstown, from Bethlehem to Uniontown are resilient and leaning on one another. But Pennsylvania and America are at a crossroads. After four years of division and just over a month since a failed coup at the United States Capitol, we face a question of who we want to be as a country. But we also face a recognition what's been broken has been broken for more than four years. We have to answer the question at the heart of every campaign. Who should government work for? We need policies that actually speak to working families and lift them up. We have to choose. Are we going to go down the path of darkness? Or are we ready to bring a new day to Pennsylvania? A new day that demands we acknowledge how out of reach the American promise has been for too many of us. A new day where we confront head on challenges in healthcare, in climate, in gun violence, and poverty. A new day where we don't just talk about justice, but we make it real in our lifetime. A new day where no matter who you are, who you love, how you worship, you get a fair shot. It's time for a new day, Pennsylvania. I'm Malcolm Kenyatta, and I'm running for the United States Senate. What do we think of this ad? I will start with Taylor. I thought it was pretty good, actually. Um, you know, the thing that, um, that Kenyatta did that Fetterman failed to do was make that pivot mm -hmm. to say, these are the problems and here we have some like we can do this and 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 you know we can we can make it a better day you know I, so i i liked that i like that moment in the ad i think that was the most impactful for me yeah i think i think it does have that like you said that pivot where we talk about the we talk about the dark and then we pivot to the light we pivot to what can be done what uh the hope for a for a like he said a new day um and um how we can how we can make things better and he did that with um you know um you know uh, the like a, a brighter more um illuminated um uh, landscape yeah. and and I think that was definitely different from Fetterman's. Also, I'm just gonna say it. He's the cutest. He's a cu he's a real cutie. Mm -hmm. This this guy is cute as hell. And I and the, and the child the kids picture. He was so fucking cute. He was so cute. I love him. Um, but like truly, like I do think I think the ad did well. I I, I mean, I, I, in my opinion, the ad did well in like the like liken it likening it to his experience, but also still centering um the people. I think that he uh, was able to like kind of deal with that balance well. I understand I like him, so I am biased, <laughs> but <laughs> but I do think that that was great and he was really cute. Katrina, what did you think? Yeah, I think um I think he was speaking to different people than Connor Lamb was speaking to and who to who Fetterman was speaking to. Mm -hmm. Like I think both in the message of like the issues he talked about and the YouTube utopian future that could happen. It was <laughs> with him. The utopian future. Yeah. The, the one where we have a planet that we can continue to live on. Yeah, that yeah. U that utopia. Yeah. Like it is 
I think clearly talking to different people. Fetterman and Lamb are talking to like rural Democrats, mm-hmm. I think. I think they're talking to more conservative Democrats in the, in their ads at least. And I think uh Kenyatta is speaking to people who live in the city. I mean, every place he listed was a city. Uh when he was talking from here to here and here. Like those were those are are at least large towns, like not not Cameron County. Um, I would also argue that if you're talking about, I, I would say that um, you know, uh, Kenyatta was talking to people who live in who live in uh, talking to um, Democrats who live in cities. Connor Lamb was talking to very you suburban. Know, uh, yeah, Connor Lamb mm-hmm. was talking more like um, to you know like that. And, and Fetterman was actually in, in, and this is a credit to Fetterman talking about he wasn't just talking to Democrats. Like yeah. he wasn't being specifically talking to Democrats. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I think that maybe that's true. I, I equate and... suburban and rural, um, just because yeah. to me in my head it's like white people. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like I, personally, the things Kenyatta said were things that I cared about, mm-hmm. and I the other things weren't things that I really cared about. Like, so as a voter, his ad appealed more to me. Mm-hmm. I don't think the other ads were necessarily meant for me. Yeah. I mean, the, th- the thing about all three of the ads is that none of them were truly solution focused. Right. You know, which no, yeah. is, is like kind of a misstep, I think, you know, and like, mm-hmm. and I do understand that they all have to get their bio out there, but like, you know, Bernie Sanders just talked about solutions and made that his bio, mm-hmm. <laughs> his personality was just like, the crotchety old man that you know was just talking about solutions all the time, which I think was his appeal, to be totally honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I think that's why a lot of people liked him. But anyway, I none of them, none of the ads were really solution focused, yeah. which is not a great. I, and I, I'd imagine, um, you know, later ads would be more solution focused. I think that you know when you have like a minute and a half to give your bio to people, you probably aren't thinking specifically like what is the issue that I can put in here that I can give like what my solutions to this, this uh, national problem are. I think they probably didn't do that, but I think in other ads they likely did. Um, so I, I, I will say that that is a, that is a good um, uh, judgment on, on the ads. I just want to like with add the caveat that like it's the bio ad that we picked and it's possible yeah. that there are better ads out there that we didn't pick. And if that's the case, that was my bad, and I'm sorry. <laughs> I've, I've never seen, I mean, I've seen an attack ad. Uh, I saw a Fetterman ad. I never saw a Kenyatta ad on TV. I never saw a Connor Lamb positive ad on TV. So I, I don't. Most of the ads we I think see they, are they're McCormick a lot on, and Oz, though. Yeah. I think yeah. social media is probably where a lot of these ads mm. are, and that's not somewhere that I see them. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Speaking uh, of the, oh sorry go ahead go ahead. I was just gonna say that Doctor Oz and David McCormick are in trench warfare on Jeopardy. Mm. Oh yeah, well we know. It's oh, it's, it's we know. Crazy. We try to watch every day, and it's like the worst part Man. of watching. I mean, it's why we decided to do this episode. I stopped watching Jeopardy because it was too much. You're like I gotta, I gotta wait. <laughs> I gotta yeah. wait until it's over. Yeah, and I just missed this, this, this new champion that that mm. that lost. Mateo went twenty days and then lost. We didn't see 23. it. Twenty three. Twenty three. One dollar, right? Oh, we oh. didn't see the losing episode because we saw We're... Doctor Strange that night. Oh no, I thought she lost yesterday. She lost on Thursday. Oh. I, I thought you said she lost on Thursday. You said you told me. No, you told Oh yeah, I did tell you that. Yeah. We were watching Doctor Strange on Thursday and we played D D last night, so we didn't get to watch either episode. So yes. 
Yeah, neither did I. Disappointing. Yeah. And I, I mean, like... I liked her. I... I she was interesting. <laughs> I, li- I liked Matea. I-, I wish she would have talked less. <laughs> um, uh, that sounds bad in a vacuum. <laughs> uh, without without anyone watching and knowing what I'm talking about, it, it's- it sounds like I'm just like, this lady needs to shut up, which is not what I'm saying. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on to another ad so I can dig myself out of this fucking hole. Um, are we getting into the fun ads? We are about to do the fun ads. Um, now, Taylor, we know Taylor has seen this ad. <laughs> Jake Corman, the guy okay. who was running for governor, then was like, you know what? I'm not running anymore. Then was like, you know what? I talked to Trump, and even though he didn't endorse me, he didn't tell me not to run anymore, so I'm running again. Um, he released an ad. That is called Not Your Average Political Ad. And I'm just, we're just going to play it <laughs> and watch it and then react to it. And I can't tell you how enough how much I hate this ad. Okay. Let's watch the ad that this idiot did. <laughs> I'm Jake Corman, the conservative candidate who's taken on Governor Tom Wolf. So my daughter asked that this not be just another boring political commercial. Thanks, Dad. So. Let's do this. Thanks, Dad. We Tom Wolf's record-breaking tax increases. No new taxes! I fought him in court so that we could audit the 2020 election. <laughs> and I ended his mask mandates for kids in school. Freedom! I'm Jake Corman. As governor, I'll put people first. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So... Who wants to start? Because I'm going to yell when I go. This so the, the absolute dumbest ad of whoever, this cycle. Whoever wants to start. Like, Katrina, go on. Get it. So, like, Let's go. Did he, anyone creating that actually think it was funny? Like, you could tell they really wanted it to be funny. Mm-hmm. It wasn't funny. They were begging <laughs> it was, for it, it to was be so, It was sad. It was just sad. They were begging for that to be entertaining. We it's just, funny how not funny. I just want to point is. out, we just subjected our boy Drew to the worst thing. <laughs> <laughs> our boy Drew has never seen this before, and now is like, this is the worst. And let me point out the, the vest. Yeah? Like, what is it with <laughs> Republican politicians in Pennsylvania that they just need to wear fucking vests? Do we need... Do we? It's not just in Pennsylvania. Can we... Glenn <laughs> Youngkin got elected just based on the just fact on that the he wore the vest. <laughs> We need to uh, eliminate vests. I don't know what I don't know what this says, but like we need to eliminate vests from the earth. <laughs> vests need to go away from the earth. I wanted to just really actually, you know what, Taylor, you go ahead before I because I'm gonna scream. I'm gonna just I'm gonna let loose. So Taylor, what did you think? We talked about this before, but what did you think of that? Yeah, I mean, I think it would have been a mediocre cell phone ad, um, but like not a very good political ad. Mm-hmm. Because it's so distracting. You can't even tell what, what, what's going on. Like, I can't remember anything that he said. This is something that... Freedom! <laughs> this is something that I feel like I would see when I'm scrolling through, when I'm, like, clicking, like, fast clicking so fast through Snapchat stories that I'm not paying attention to. It would be, like, the the, the ad in between. And yeah, totally. I just can't help but say this. This ad was trash. And how has Dr. Pepper not sued them for sued Jake Corman for every dollar that campaign has? They actively just took the Dr. Pepper guy. Like, 
they were like, we're just going to do the Dr. Pepper guy. What is it, like Little Sweet or something like that? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> uh, Justin Guarini. Runner-up <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, for American Idol first season, Justin Guarini, who is now, after being so thoroughly thrashed by Kelly Clarkson, is, is uh, forced to do insane uh honestly fever dream dr pepper ads where he has a long-haired wig or wait is that his hair i don't know it might be his hair i remember he had like luscious locks but it doesn't matter um like just doing like the weird like pretending to play guitar and doing like the high-pitched the high-pitched like it is 100 billion percent uh, stolen intellectual property, <laughs> like and and not only not only should he be sued, he should go to prison for this. He should go to prison for this ad. I the fact that I had to see this ad, this man should go to prison for at least three years. No, I mean no four years. He should go to four years for because for a full term. He should serve a full term in prison. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Taylor. I mean, I was just gonna say. I mean, it. You know. If we're talking about how effective it is, it hasn't been an effective ad no. because no. he's he's like in last place <laughs> yeah. behind some bad people. Besi- behind like honestly, just like we talk. That's not a fifth place candidate ad. No, <laughs> that's yeah. not missing the main debate ad. Mm-hmm. No. no, he he really um, bad ad. That's a that's a guy who really thinks that. that he's like he's gonna do well and he's doing great, but he's not. Like that's delusional it's a delusional ad i would love to have a candid discussion with his daughter on whether or not she actually liked that at all i would love i'd love that's if if i had if i had a truth you serum, should reach out on her on her dms <laughs> i'm not DMs, no 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 i i'm a i'm an adult i'm an adult man in, in america there's no fucking way i'm reaching out to this woman on on inner dms <laughs> no no thank you i we just a quick side story. There was like an there was a an, a an interesting story that happened in Bloomsburg, and there was a writer um, named Katie who uh, uh, wrote about it um, uh, for BU Now, and I was like, I got to we got to get her on the podcast to talk about this, and I messaged her. I like I just cold messaged her on Twitter, and then immediately was like. I'm going to prison for years, right? This is crazy. This is some weird, like, this is some weird, uh, like, nonsense shit. I'm going to go to prison. <laughs> I don't, I don't like dudes sliding into DMs. I feel like it's creepy. <laughs> but you do what you got to do to get, to get good get podcast guests. And she was great. And she was awesome. Um, shout out to uh, Katie Rose. Anyway, um, I hated this ad more than anything in the world. <laughs> I hated this ad. Uh, and I didn't. I never wanted Jake Corman to become the governor. I definitely don't now. Like I definitely don't now. Like it's one of those where it's like I'll move. I'll move out of. I'll move out of PA if this is a. I know it's not a possibility. There's just no way that it's happening. But like if there was a pro, if it was possible, I'd be like I'd be dipping out of here so quick. Yeah, it's a, take a big plane crash. <laughs> <laughs> yes, or a motorcycle crash. Um, oh wait, no, he's not running for. It. Anyway, um, sorry, I was trying to do a cool uh, segue to the next ad that we have. Um, David McCormick is running for Senate, and he wants you to believe that he likes motorcycles. Um, so <laughs> let's take a look at this ad. <laughs> America to reclaim the liberties the extreme left is stealing away. 
to save America. Look at his fucking face. And their dangerously weak president. Because losing this country is not an option. This is about keeping America the greatest nation in the history of the world. I'm Dave McCormick and I approve this message because it's time to take America back. So, real quick question. What did they all yell? Uh, now let's go. Oh, they okay. put it up in letters. I missed it. I was too busy trying to stop the next video from playing because I'm pretty sure the next video is a, uh, a, a story from Maryland. Um, a news story from Maryland. So, let's start off. I'm going to ask Katrina. Um, he looks like... He's never really like this. This looked like a hey, we talked about it, and people will like if you ride a motorcycle. <laughs> like this, this, this looks. It looks like he's never like his. You're like you said, his face. His fucking face was just ridiculous on that motorcycle. <laughs> Listen, wait, but I, I have to say, he did flash up pictures of him at Sturgis from different years. Oh, uh-huh. uh, okay. So I think they thought that he would look that way, and they were like, we need to do something. Proof. Proof. To prove that he he does do this, which I think is hilarious. This is <laughs> absolutely like what? Who was it that was in the tank? Uh, this is like uh, who was riding around in the tank with the helmet? Dukakis. This is Dukakis in the tank with the helmet. He looks ridiculous. He looks like a child. He looks one billion percent like he doesn't actually do this. And I don't know, like like maybe he does, and like yeah, he. D- but but he just it looked bad. It just looked sad and bad. It's. I felt like I, I asked you to include this because this <laughs> yeah, ad really speaks did. to me. You really this, wanted to see Dave McCormick riding around in a motorcycle for this, some reason. Like, I know exactly who he is aiming this ad at. This, like, middle age to, like, 55 year old white man who thinks that driving around slowly on your motorcycle (laughs) is the most manly fucking thing you can pot like he's trying to they think they look so like cool and manly and macho but they look so sad he's trying to reach the midlife crisis demographic yes yes like <laughs> no no now i sound mean i have friends who ride motorcycles it's fine it's not riding a motorcycle <laughs> if you were riding like a cool motorcycle this would be, this is such an old man motorcycle <laughs> an old man motorcycle gang like <laughs> it's not cool like this ad does oh nothing God. for anyone under 35 <laughs> at all and i know it's not for them it's not for them yeah but we see it (laughs) we keep saying it and we're not impressed taylor what did you think you seem to disagree and love david mccormick on a motorcycle so what did you think yeah i mean he's a he's a natural hog rider (laughs) (laughs) what can you what can i say he just Um, he's a natural he's just a natural on the hog yeah exactly um I think, I mean, he just, like, looks like such a schmuck in all of his ads. Mm-hmm. And it just, like, does, it's, like, I think he would have done much better if he would have been, like, I'm a uh, hedge fund manager, and uh, <laughs> I know a thing or two, and, um, you know, I don't, you know, whatever. Vote for me, yeah. you know? 
I'll, I won't fuck you over. No, he I has would. to pretend he's a farmer instead. I know yeah, business. To... Like I'm a I'm a guy who knows business, and what we need in the in the Senate is a businessman, and that's me, yeah. Davy Business. Like that's what it's like. He could just do that, yeah. but he's like, no, nah, I love hogs and beer. <laughs> yeah, and he he should have he should have done like a C-suite, you know, like Philly like desk ad, like Donald Trump would have done, mm-hmm. you know. I think that would have been more authentic and yeah. more more earnest. More and, believable. Uh, I mean, I also... And, and he, I think might have done really well and said some, like, really racist shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he'd be, he'd be golden. <laughs> golden. I just love that there's fucking Trump signs. There are Trump signs. They're not holding up McCormick signs. No. They're just holding up Trump signs behind no. him. Honestly... Like, nothing for McCormick. I'm honestly not sure that they know why they were there. <laughs> Yeah. I would yeah. I would argue that there's a big possibility that they were just like, "Hey, do you want to ride your motorcycle to this field and then hold up a Trump a Trump flag?" And they yeah, were like, like, "Absolutely. What's this for?" And it's like, "It doesn't matter what it's for, does it?" And they're like, "You know what? It doesn't. It I'll doesn't just go matter. do this. I'll 100% do this with no context whatsoever. Let's go. This is awesome." Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just like think it. it's the saddest ad I might have ever seen. Like it's, and this is this is post Trump's endorsement of Oz. Like, this is how McCormick's like I gotta get that Trump base back. Like, like I think, are, do you have the Doctor Oz gun gun ad up? Is that going to be one that we're gonna play? I don't know, but if you can find it, I will. I will one hundred percent add it to the thing. Like, what, yeah, what do you mean the Doctor Oz gun ad? There's one where he's like shooting guns and trying to trying to look real i don't think you know, i don't think we've seen like, that oh like my you know. god well you yeah, got one and that one are really tied <laughs> tied with with like bad ads like them trying to do things that they don't yeah normally. <laughs> like i'm a tough guy like clearly just pandering <laughs> okay so okay okay do you see it I, we might we might have it. Um, give, so we're gonna play this. This is an audible. We're calling. We're gonna go ahead and play this. Now this is from. Um, I think this is from Tyt. So uh, I think they showed the ad and then they comment on it. So I'll try to stop it before they comment on it. Um, but but oh, okay okay. I, I mean okay. Here I mean here we go. My father taught me how to handle my first gun. I taught my son Oliver how to do the same. I've been shooting and hunting my whole life. What? Some people say I won't support guns. They're dead wrong. Boom! Other conservatives know that I'm strong on the Second Amendment. Ted Nugent, Rick Perry, President Trump. But our Second Amendment is not just about hunting. It's about our constitutional right to protect ourselves from intruders or an overly intrusive government. So as your next U.S. Senator, I will fight for our constitutional rights. Oh, I didn't see that one. I mean, what the fuck just happened? I just want to point out. I Again, (laughs) thank God we have one viewer who's watching this whole fucking thing for some reason. But Drew pointed out, he's like, I was endorsed by Ted. (laughs) Ted loves me. (laughs) That's crazy. Taylor, what the absolute fuck is going on? This was crazy. Also, I love how he pronounces every syllable and senator senator like, <laughs> i did notice that as well i did notice that as well that 100 percent sounded like he was a robot <laughs> i will as your next senator <laughs> yeah i will protect the second amendment <laughs> yeah this is this is oh my god 
Katrina, what are your thoughts on this ad? Because, like, uh, what? <laughs> I'm speechless. I Honestly, for an Oz ad, that's the least, like, looks like he's <laughs> doing a TV show. Like, he can wear his dad to get endorsed by. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, like, I feel like all of Oz's ads where he's, like, s- centering himself, mm-hmm. he's like, I'm on stage at the Dr. Oz show. And, mm-hmm. like, so that one actually was, like, a real political ad, which I thought was an improvement. Um, no, no, no. I, I'm going to hold, I'm going to cold hard disagree yeah. this was not an improvement i don't sheer... believe for one second that he actually hit that thing and blew it up i think that was i don't believe he wears a fucking flannel like i here's the problem with this this is why it is is bad because it's so unbelievably not believable like yeah. the way that he is like the way that he's in this like when you were talking about the, the ads that he does where he's like you know on stage or like at his like at his tv show those are at the very least believable this, this is nonsense. <laughs> this is this yeah. is some hot garbage. It, it's t- it's like I said. It's tied with the motorcycle one. It's mm-hmm. just totally imposters. Or it's you're yeah. just like I'm doing my best to pretend I'm one of you. <laughs> Doctor Oz is like I'm doing my absolute damnedest to let to pretend that I know the state of Pennsylvania in the very least. <laughs> like I'm legit. A, I'm from Jersey, guy. I don't even know what's up and going on here. Um, I, we, our next ad, we have a couple more. Our next ad, uh, is from Senate candidate Kathy Barnett. And I want, I want to say this, and I know I've said this, I've said this so often, but I mean this. If Alcoholitics was a right-wing podcast, we'd fucking love Kathy Barnett. She is unbelievable. She is, it. she, like, the way that she, like, cold, hard, uh, uh, it, with with one hundred and fifty thousand percent believes the crazy shit she believes, it is wild. And like, I am just we're enthralled here here mm-hmm. at Alcoholics. We're enthralled by Kathy Barnett. Um, I'm I'm going in cold. I, I you really need to watch Kathy Barnett. <laughs> Kathy is, during debates. Kathy Barnett. I'm not kidding. Kathy Barnett does not fuck around. I I hate watching debates, but let me tell you. You need to watch Kathy Barnett during debates. She is incredible. One hundred percent. Watch Kathy Barnett set. Taylor, did you watch? Did you used to watch wrestling? Did you ever watch wrestling as a? Okay, this, so this reference is not going to work for you. But long story short, for anyone listening, Kathy Barnett one hundred percent set up another candidate to start talking so she can immediately inter- uh, interrupt and say, it doesn't matter what you think. <laughs> like, like she's like, she literally was like, she made people move so she could look Carla Sands in the eye. And then she's like, and then she asked Carla Sands a question, paused so that Carla would start answering it. And then said, it doesn't matter what you think. <laughs> Ka- and shut Carla up immediately. Kathy's not, and, and Carla didn't even continue. No. She was just like, "Okay, I guess that's it. I guess I lost." <laughs> uh, that's really funny. She's a wild card. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, this is a Kathy Barnett ad that honestly I don't think I watched the whole thing. So let's see what's going on here. <laughs> it's a great start. <laughs> I know what matters most to you and your family because I 
am you. Energy <laughs> prices to heat your home, gas prices to run your cars, food prices to feed your family. Everything is up. Our ability to live is being squeezed. Biden did this. We need people in D.C. <laughs> who understand what it's like to live on a budget. Together, let's fight for our economy. Vote for me, Kathy Barnett, to fight for you in the United States Senate. My name is Kathy Barnett, and I approve this message. I love the visuals in this ad. I, I love the visuals. I loved the um the flat like the star wipe that she did with the Biden stickers. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and we're the next scene of the ad and I'm like this is great. This is honestly great, Kathy. This is fantastic. Um the old man who looked <laughs> devastated. Devastated. <laughs> loved it. Kathy Barnett's not one, like, truly, Kathy Barnett is going to have a Newsmax show, like, the minute that the primary comes out that she lost. She's going to have a Newsmax show, and honestly, like, I might watch it a little bit, just a little bit, not a lot. And I know that this is wrong, and I know that I shouldn't be, like, I know, I understand this is wrong of me, but I'm going to probably watch that fucking show, guys. I'm gonna watch that show. Taylor, what did you think? Not knowing anything about Kathy, what did you think of that ad? Well, I know a little bit about Kathy now, but I mean, like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, would I vote for her? No, you know. That's like, good. That's good to hear. <laughs> but like, you know, it was also kind of like the the pre- the whole gist of the ad was "fuck Joe Biden," right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I guess is I guess is that's red meat over there. Um, but um, I don't know. I think it's not, not like, very issue focused compared to what we get bio. from McCormick and Oz, just <clears throat> constantly just attacking each other. I can totally see why an ad like that would actually be positive to mm-hmm. a lot of Republic. Like, yeah, it's not, actually it's not focusing after... on the enemy yeah. instead of each other. <laughs> and I would say it's pro. I, I would say that it's mostly uh, like it's mostly an attack on on Joe Biden. And like, but I would say that it is issue focused in the sense that she pointed out that uh, prices for a lot of things are going up. And then she immediately pivoted to Joe Biden did this. Here are all the stickers to prove it. And, <laughs> and like, that's it. I, I, if he didn't do it, would there be this many stickers? I mean, like, come on. Like, I will admit that it obviously was devoid of like any sort of like, uh, you know, here's what we can do to alleviate any sort of. It was just. This is happening, Joe. And then that's it. I I did love that she's like, I know what's going on with you because I am, am you. you. And I'm like, whoa, what? <laughs> I am you. And I truly thought for a second she took over my body and she was really me. And I'm like, oh, okay, Kathy, what's going on? I think that Kathy Barnett is um a one of those uh people on the right that like is super dangerous because she's super compelling. I I, I do. I think that, I think that she's super compelling and I think that makes her incredibly dangerous because she spouts the same nonsense. She's she lost to Madeline Dean by like 20 points and is like, the election was stolen. (laughs) Like, like she's, she's super dangerous because she is super compelling. It is insane. Stolen. (laughs) There was like Carla Sands, another character who is loony and should not be taken seriously was like, like, I think that the election was stolen, but it, it wasn't stolen by 20 points, Kathy. And I'm just like, Jesus, this is 
amazing. We you gotta watch these 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 debates <laughs> with those that two. So funny. It's just so good. Stolen, but not by twenty points. <laughs> like literally, just like she's like, I look, I'm willing to suspend my reality and say that the election was stolen, but I can't Your pretend. <laughs> I can't pretend that yours was. You, you lost. lost by twenty. <laughs> Uh, um our next our next ad should i do this should i i'm trying i'll say it fine our next ad is from um a candidate for governor who honestly the idea that they're able to like put ads out and attend debates and campaign is pretty remarkable for the uh, due to the fact that they're definitely, they've definitely been dead for a while. Um, Bill McSwain is running for governor and ha- uh, has put out an ad um, regarding mandates. Senator Mastriano is demanding that Pennsylvanians can know the name and locations of infected people. It's crazy but true. Doug Mastriano wanted to take away our personal freedoms and allow the government to broadcast the personal medical information of private citizens. When it comes to a contagious disease, we should be able to know, yes, this person had it. As governor, Bill McSwain will oppose all mandates and stand up for your freedom. Marine, prosecutor, conservative. Bill McSwain for governor. Uh, so, <laughs> um, this was an attack against uh, uh, Mastriano, who's currently leading in the gubernatorial polls um, for PA governor. Um, I, <laughs> I, I, I thought it was actually a pretty good ad. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a, actually a super bad take that Doug Mastriano had. Super bad opinion. And uh, I don't know if I was a Republican and I saw that, I would, I would be compelled. I would say bad opinion for like someone who wants to be involved in Republican politics. Like taking the pandemic seriously is a good thing. I'd argue. Yeah. <laughs> so but, I mean, like, I don't think we should actually like, we sh- there shouldn't be like some central database that everybody knows who has I, like, that's not a good idea. I would say that we definitely need to like, I don't know the, the full story behind what exactly that means because it was from Breitbart. So it's obviously like some yeah. of it's bullshit. So, so it kind of just depends on what exactly it means. I, I, I understand that there's no registry for COVID people. Like I get that. Um, but I do think that like Mastriano was like, say, you know, sometimes he was saying like, you know, things like, Hey, we should probably, you know, pay attention to this uh, pandemic and actually do shit about it. And that is a, that is like red meat for Repu- like Republican politics. And like, we can absolutely run ads on this, uh, so hard because we should have been following the Trump line and saying this wasn't real at all. <laughs> um, so I, 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 Katrina, do you, or do you not think that Bill McSwain? sort of kind of looks like a ghost absolutely and i i'm one i know like i relate because if you're watching this <laughs> i am the shade of like paper oh i didn't I even a realize I was i'm a ghost he's a skeleton you know i get it uh but he looks really strange in a suit like mm-hmm. I, I he's got nothing it's like bones and skin there's nothing else there <laughs> Yeah, but, he does look like a, a prosecutor from from a DC, you know, from the DC universe. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. A major villain. Like a yeah, and I, they were. I, one of the things I thought was great of that ad it was like it was one hundred percent doing like some like real villainous music, mm-hmm. and the and the narrator <laughs> like, was like really this deep. Is, <laughs> this is true. 
<laughs> Doug Mastriano thinks that COVID is real. Like that was a prop. Like, like he was, he was very deep and and sca- like, yeah. I thought that was, I thought that was. I think that's I a was, good. Yeah. I think it's a good. I think it's a good ad. Like in the sense, in the in the frame of it being an ad um, attacking another Republican. I think that they hit on something that Republicans feel deeply, and I think that the. It, it would give pause to a lot of Republicans who are like, I'm, I'm on Mastriano's team to like see that and be like, oh, well, is Mastriano going to like do, you know, like try to stop schools from opening or or uh, institute mandates if things get bad again or what have you. So I in that in that realm, I think it's a great ad. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think another reason why it's a good ad is just like like I once heard that like the. Democrats are the crazy party and the Republicans are the evil party, which I think is pretty, pretty fair. And I love how it just really leaned into that. Uh, you know, I really wish we were more crazy than we, <laughs> I don't think that's a real, I think that Democrats are like, I think that the Democrats are like sometimes like overly annoyingly responsible and the Republicans are like, we just don't care and we'll do whatever. So like, I don't know. I, I think that I definitely can like, I don't know if that, I, I would know if, I don't know if I can like fully abide by that, but I definitely think that um, the Republicans are evil. That part tracks for me. <laughs> One yeah. thing I, I like, um, I think it was in this ad. I might be wrong, but it's in like every one of uh, McSwain's ads, like Trump appointed prosecutor. <laughs> I don't think it said it in this one. Didn't? Okay. Because, like, so many of his ads are like, he was Trump appointed. Mm-hmm. Don't look into it, though. Because <laughs> like, now Trump yeah, was hates he the, was him. Was he an impeachment manager? He, no, no, no. no. He, wasn't a, he wasn't an impeachment manager. But he was a, he was a um, you know, uh, an attorney from like that, that um, was appointed by, or, or not appointed by Trump. Regardless, Trump put out a, Trump didn't endorse anyone in the PA race, in the PA governor race. But he did tell people who not to vote for, and that was Bill McSwain. <laughs> he told really? he yes. he released he because McSwain an, refused to look into uh, voter fraud mm-hmm. in the twenty twenty election. So yeah, wow. he was like he one hundred percent was uh, released uh, something saying no one should vote for Bill McSwain, and Bill McSwain still tries to be like Trump trusted me to this that and the other thing, and just like. Right, but he also was like, "You suck forever." Right? He was the um, U.S. attorney um, for the Eastern District of PA. Um, yeah. So, so that's he. That's he was he was that under um, Trump, and then like for like a couple days, Biden. But but I uh, he <laughs> he was he was uh, re- on the receiving end of Trump's ire because he didn't look into voter fraud enough and actively. Um, Trump said, don't vote, like, do not vote for Bill McSwain. But mm-hmm. Bill McSwain still tries to use Trump's name to get, like, clout. It's pretty sad. It's very sad. It's honestly really sad, like, these, like, very old people are doing this. <laughs> like, this is, it's it's sort of, like, degrading. Like, you, he it's put in very the, degrading. He put in the ad that he's a prosecutor and a Marine and also a Trump sycophant. <laughs> like, that's pretty awful. That's really bad. Um, we got two more, uh, two more ads. Um, we have one um, that is done from uh, McCormick for PA Senate, um, and it is. Uh, a, I, I'll let everyone. Uh, we'll we'll talk about it, but it is, you know, talking about Trump's cho- uh, choice to endorse Doctor Oz. 
I like Trump. I love Trump. But not his Senate pick. Trump made a mistake on this one. Mehmet Oz is not a conservative. Oz is totally wrong on guns. Pro-China. Oz called Fauci a great leader. He even praised Hillary. He was in the Turkish army for crying out loud. I can't vote for Oz. I just can't do it. Dave McCormick is the real deal. He's a Pennsylvania conservative. We need to save this country, and the first step is electing guys like Dave McCormick. I'm Dave McCormick, and I approve this message. <laughs> so that was um, that was his that was an, an ad that they did to respond to Trump endorsing Dr. Oz for Senate. Um, real quick, does anyone have a count of the amount of people of color in that ad? I want to say it was zero. Did anyone get that count? We all got that. <laughs> um, Taylor, what did you think of that ad? Um, you know, um, I would, like for the purposes of what they were trying to do, probably got the point across, you know, mm-hmm. although I like the Californians ad better. <laughs> <laughs> you kids, Rita, what did you think of yeah, that one? I actually think that's a really good ad. Yeah. I think especially when you compare it to all the other Oz attack ads that McCormick has put out or the super packs behind McCormick have put out which are very much goofy and like caricatures and they have Oz going like this. Like, I think that that ad is actually like way more effective at who they're like looking to talk to. They're like, Oh, look, people like you who love Trump. It's okay to disagree with him about this. And it's like way more serious instead of comical yeah. like the other yeah. ones yeah like and the, it's not complicated either no or like overly visual or anything mm-hmm. like that it's just kind of here it is yeah you know? yeah i think that the californians ad was like yeah like comical in the sense like you know like what was going on but but i do think that this one like put it in pretty clear text and it was it was also like this was just kind of a um it was kind of echoing what happened in like Trump Twitter world when Trump endorsed Oz, which was like a bunch of like, you know, these, these hard right people being like, I don't understand this. I did not get why he did this. Or like he's surrounding himself with people who are doing, making stupid decisions and that kind of thing. Like, like doing one of those are like, I don't, I don't think Trump is bad. I think the people who help, who told him to make this decision are bad. And I, I definitely think that this was a, um this was a good ad in the, in the terms of like, you know, trying to out, uh, trying to out Oz as a, as a, you know, not someone who actually, um, supports the America first MAGA, um, principles that, um, that the other candidates do. If I was like a Dave McCormick phone banker talking with Republican primary voters, this is, this would probably be my bread and butter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it's, yeah, I think it's really good. Um, we got one more ad. Uh, we have one more ad. This one is done by Shapiro for PA governor. Um, and it is a, and it is an attack ad on Doug Mastriano. Um, for those listening to the podcast, cause I kind of remember that I'm going to put this out on, <laughs> I'm going to put this in the feed. Um, I did. I did air quotes there for um, I did air quotes there for attack. And um, after we talk about it, we'll figure out why. Uh, Yeah, I know. I sound crazy. We're going to just listen to the This is Republican State Senator Doug Mastriano. He's the Republican who's ahead in the polls for governor. He wants to outlaw abortion. 
It's Mastriano who wrote the heartbeat bill in Pennsylvania. And he's one of Donald Trump's strongest supporters. He wants to end vote by mail. And he led the fight to audit the 2020 election. If Mastriano wins, it's a win for what Donald Trump stands for. Is that what we want in Pennsylvania? <laughs> so... I that's yeah, definitely not an attack ad. <laughs> Taylor, Taylor, go ahead and tell us what you think about that ad. And I, whether or not it's good is kind of irrelevant. What do you think about what they put that ad out for? I mean, main takeaway, how could you not see that ad and be like, wow, Shapiro really wants to run against uh, Doug Mastriano. <laughs> He wants it so bad, Katrina. What did you think? I know we had, you had... Donald Trump's strongest supporter led the led fight. the fight to audit the election. That and, language, and abortion. yeah, <laughs> yeah, wants to outlaw. Wrote the heartbeat, like, mm-hmm. wow. It, this this ad, you change it's like so. It's so obvious, like. Honestly, it didn't even say like we don't want this for Pennsylvania. It said, "Is this what we want is for Pennsylvania? Want? Do you guys think this is what Do we you want? want? Do you want it? Do you guys want this? This this reminds me of like um Claire McCaskill. Claire McCaskill. Oh my goodness, yes. This reminds me of Claire McCaskill when she put out like an attack ad um nearing the uh the Missouri primary. Um, to get that kind of helped push Todd Aiken over the finish line. Um, so she ran against Todd Aiken, and we all remember how that turned out. Um, can I just ask Taylor, why do you think um, Shapiro would want to run against Mastriano? Because truly, I don't know if this is necessarily the best move, but mm-hmm. but this is clearly where they think they're the strongest. So what do you, why do you think that he'd want to run against Mastriano? I mean, I think he would really frighten like moderate Republicans and suburban voters mm-hmm. in a way that Lou Barletta wouldn't, you know, mm-hmm. like, I think, I think it's possible at least amongst establishment Republicans, you know, to see Lou Barletta who's quite, kind of like tied for first and second, maybe, I don't know. Oh, he is not uh, tied. <laughs> not what? for first, not tied for first. No, I mean, the most recent poll we have, like Lou Barletta is like, Mastriano is at like 28. Mastriano is like 28. Lou Barletta is at like 14. Really? But yes, but there's a lot of like undecided. Like like there's a lot of undecided. Yeah. It's it's That's it's so strange. Who's in second place then? I think I think 14 is second place. Okay, well, either way, like I think a lot of establishment Republicans think that Lou Barletta could make the pivot to the center, mm-hmm. which I, I assume is frightening for Shapiro. Mm-hmm. Um, but it sort of hard to imagine Doug Mastriano doing that. Yeah. And I don't know, he's a really underfunded campaign. They've got a lot of grassroots support, which is also always frightening. Mm-hmm. You know, anytime you see a, a homemade political ad out on somebody's lawn, like that's Yeah. I, I wanna point that's a indic it's great indication of grassroots support. I wanna know? point so. out just really quickly, just uh um so the most recent poll that is that I can see that's visible is from Franklin and Marshall College, um puts Doug Mastriano at twenty. Um, puts B- Bill McSwain at 12, Lou Barletta at 11, um, Dave White at 8, Other at 11, and the the big winner is Undecided. So um, there's definitely there's definitely a lot there's time left, and there there's a lot of decision making to be made about this race. Um, Mastriano currently has the lead, but I mean, it, it, in terms of like. Does he truly have the lead with 30, 34% of undecided, like 14 points ahead of him? It's not, it's not a lock. Yeah, yeah. I think I think this is an ad against 
McSwain more so than against um, Lou Barletta. Like, mm-hmm. like to, to get Mastriano over that. Like, I think they would be more afraid of McSwain just because he, he did not support the, like, looking into the voter fraud. And he is a little more... Oh, like like this much just a little reasonable. bit just a little bit more reasonable than uh, mastriano is in in some ways um but i think it's i i don't know i think it's a dangerous thing to do and and it feels like they're more confident about this than maybe they should be mm-hmm. <laughs> at least to me it's a little worrisome yeah i i mean after 2016, I'm like just exactly really. We, we got to stop thinking that we could just kind of beat whoever. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So yeah, I don't know. I I think that I I mean I think this is cl- like this was 100% clearly like an a, a please nominate Mastriano ad. Um. So I'm wondering how that helps shake out you know the last 10 days of this race. Um, I do think that Mastriano has kind of like the juice right now, but we'll kind of see what's going on. And we'll also have to see if um, Trump decides to pop into this race and make any sort of noise um, and shake any sort of trees. Um, But I mean, we have a lot of ads yet to see uh, in the next 10 days. (laughs) Um, I'm sure that I will be bombarded with nonsense while I'm trying to watch uh, Jeopardy in peace. (laughs) Political ads and ARP commercials. That's all we get. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Um, But I think that's going to do it for us on the, on this episode. Um, So uh, before we go, Taylor, again, tell us about barnstorming and where people can find it and what cool stuff you have going on. If you have any fun episodes that you have planned or if there are any episodes that you're like, people need to go check out right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So barnstorming PA, uh, artisanal conversations about politics in Pennsylvania and beyond. Um, you can check us out wherever you listen to podcasts or at barnstormingpa.org. Um, check out our two candidate interviews uh, that are more recent with uh, Malcolm Kenyatta and Connor Lamb. Um, be on the lookout for um, some some content coming up about this primary. I think uh, we have some interesting things planned. And yeah, I'm a, a, I think you'll, you'll find a well-curated series of artisanal conversations there about politics. So check it out. And you can find that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere that you fi- uh, find podcasts. Budapod, Pod, Podbean. Podbean, Stitcher, um, Barnes & Noble. Um, <laughs> Audible. Audible. Amazon. <laughs> you will find this podcast uh, anywhere. Honestly, if you look under, if you all look under your seats, we got you a free episode of <laughs> Barnstorming PA. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> um, this has been. Thanks for having me on. Oh, you are always welcome. This was a lovely time. And honestly, thank you for the um, Oz Gun ad. That was great. And not <laughs> and not on the list. And honestly. A good addition. I can't believe we didn't find it. <laughs> I never it. saw it. I never saw it. <laughs> it's a good one. It, it wasn't during Jeopardy. We if didn't we, see it during Jeopardy. If so. we see more nonsense ads in the next week, we're going to have to do another one of these. But. <laughs> Um, that's... I have at least like five more ads <laughs> like on the top of my head. <laughs> I, I think we're going to see some last minute. Like I think Trump's going to make a, a sweetheart endorsement in this governor's race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's going to be just a, a fury, a fury of ads. I don't know. Yeah. 
Um, but that's going to do it for us this week on Alcoholics. Thank you all for listening. You can find us wherever you find podcasts. Uh, sorry, wherever you find podcasts. Um, we're also, again, we're, we're everywhere that barnstorming is. We're following them around. We're shaking them and being like, tell me Connor Lamb's phone number so I can talk to him. Um, <laughs> um, you, uh, please give us a... Um, I don't want to talk to Connor Lamb. Please give us a... Gee, we're just moving past Give he doesn't a, want to talk with you either. Probably not, no. <laughs> he definitely I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think he's been campaigning for you. Um, uh, please like and geez, Again, going to try to push through and finish this. Uh, please like uh, the Please like please and subscribe. Like us. Please like us. Please, please. Please like and subscribe on um, your favorite podcasting platform and leave us a review, a five-star review with a nice, fun comment in there. Um, you can also like the Facebook page. That would be appreciated. And, um, you know, you know, interact with that. That's pretty fun, isn't it? And leave us a review on that. And just pretty much everywhere that you can, give us a five-star review and tell us how fucking awesome we are. Um, thank you all for listening. We will see you next week. And until then, cheers. 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 Cheers.